You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. You guys have asked how you can help the podcast continue, how you can support. Well, now we have these donate buttons. You can go to StandUpNY, as in NewYorkLabs.com. Scroll down, click on Entertainment, and then the blue We Know Nothing logo, and donate whatever sum you would like. Your hard-earned cash will go directly to me, Sam, and Phil, and the fine folks who donate their time, who are engineering and producing the show. So now, back to We Know Nothing, StandUpNYLabs.com. Thank you. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call, we'll give it our all Cause if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone We know nothing, but we'll try Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of build-up and then a very... I was so, just, I'm so excited. I pulled my headphones out already. I can't hear yeah, anything. Yeah, I know. There was a lot going on. But you were so excited. You did a little <laughs> dance in your chair, and then you're like, you're on. And we're like, hi. Like your whole demeanor hi, went from... it's a hot microphone. You, you went from <laughs> one end of the spectrum to the other, like immediately. Well, sometimes I listen back to the podcast, and I'm like, calm down. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you, that was a conscious, like... I'm going to make an adjustment. Well, this Hi. is a better range for my voice, Ryan Hamilton, our guest today on We Know Nothing. Good to have you. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder what the range is for my voice that I should keep. This you seems can... pretty good. Yeah. I heard you the other day on Bonnie and Rich's show. My wife Oh, hates you did? Me. Yeah, I listened. It was great. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I wanted more, but, you know, Rich has to talk about himself a lot. <laughs> You wanted more what? More Ryan, more oh, yeah. um, Carmen Lynch. Oh, yeah. More Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted more of everybody but Rich. <laughs> no, I love Rich, too. I really have a thing for Rich. It's weird. Do you? <laughs> I mean, not like a real sexual, overt, weird, creepy thing. but um, It's funny because Rich gets so jealous of Bonnie, I think. I know. So, um, Maybe Rich would be happy to hear that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Who knows? But I wrote a v- birthday song for him on his birthday a couple months ago. And oh, I had did. to come up oh, with yeah. like a verse part. And uh, the words that fit perfectly were um, something like, and I've got a little, I got a little thing for you. Can't speak for everyone. At least I know I do. So now every time I see him, I'm a tiny bit shy because I'm like, he knows that I wrote in a song that exists forever that I have a little thing for him. But Bonnie asked you to write that song, right? I know that's true. Yeah. It's kind of, maybe Sounds it's like nice. a prelude to something X-rated. I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> I'm already starting off blue, Ryan. Um, how are you? You're one of I'm my. Good. Let me properly introduce you. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you look, you I look don't know. tense. Do I? Um, no, you look... Well, first of all, it's 98 degrees in this room at Stand Up New York Labs. I know you're not going to complain because you're a nice person, but it's... I mean, you're slightly perspiring. <laughs> You've got a golden glow. Oh, okay. Well, I did walk here. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Where do you... Okay, don't give us your address because I just spent the whole last podcast well, I mean, I editing out my train. address. What's that? I had to edit out my address from the. We had Nick Griffin oh, yeah, in. Oh, yeah, you can't give your address out. <laughs> no. We were talking about the cross streets of this place. And then before I knew it, um, before I knew it, sorry, I have my, my thing on here. Um, I had given away the cross streets of my where I live. So that, that took a while to take out. And now we're being videotaped also. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can check us out on dailymotion.com. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to introduce my friend and pal, one of my favorite comedians uh, who is frequently in New York City. If you're coming to New York, make sure to see him. Uh, You, Ryan Hamilton, have been named one of Rolling Stone's five comics to watch. You've been on Conan, The Late Late Show, Last Comic Standing, Comedy Central, Showtime. You've been on Inside Amy Schumer. You're an actor. Uh, Do you want to hang out with yourself yet? Because this is a pretty (laughs) impressive resume. You and I have hung out in New York. Los Angeles. True. San Jose, California. Wow. Three cities. That's my favorite thing to do with people. Like when we meet up in other places. That's always pretty cool. I thought you were going to say go other places. That's my favorite thing to do is meet someone and then not see them there again. (laughs) No, but Uh, you were performing at, what was that place in San Jose? The Improv? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Improv. Big, empty place. It was so weird. It was like, there were, it was like a 300 seat. Yeah, a big, 
it's like a it's an old theater that they've renovated and uh yeah i don't sell enough tickets to perform there no it's not your fault at all that place is never full you're a great <laughs> performer but you that was one of the first uh, times I, I it was the first time i'd seen you out of town for sure but it was probably in the like i hadn't yet broken like the 10 ryan hamilton show threshold yet like i'd probably seen you up oh, to 10 times. i remember i was so embarrassed that you were seeing that you show were? yeah i was just at the whole time i was on stage i was like oh this is the show <laughs> that my, it's never it never Somebody was on acid in the audience remember yeah i do remember they were that shouting show. at you it's strange i remember that show because i normally don't remember the show but yeah I, I remember that show i was shouting weird things that i was having to deal with and and there was like 18 people so it was you like you, I should have just kicked him out. You I don't know why great. I didn't kick him out. I thought here's what I thought because I had only seen you a couple times. Oh shit, Ryan is freaking out because there's nobody here, and he's and I was thinking like maybe he's forgetting his set or what's happening. But then now that I know you and I know your whole thing, you were completely at ease. You were just doing your usual set, but your usual set is so conversational and natural, which is one yeah. of my favorite quality. I think aside from Nikki Glaser. You are the only other comic that I can see over and over and over again, and I never get bored. Oh, you and Atel, but I mean, I think I've seen you and Nikki about, well, definitely Nikki more than you, but then I've probably seen at least 50 of your sets. Yeah, you have seen a lot. I love it. So I I feel like maybe it took like 45 sets to redeem myself from these, the improvs. <laughs> oh, and no. like, that if we were doing great, this, this interview set. the day after that. You may have other things to say. Now that I know your comedy, I feel like I enjoyed that show better in my mind. Well, I just am less uh, worried and preoccupied because I know now that I know you, I realize you were completely secure and fine with the show. You just like to sort of play with the tension in the crowd. Yeah. Well, that show, I, I felt sometimes, uh, you know, some of my stuff gets kind of bigger and especially on the road if I'm headlining, but in a big empty room full of 18 people, if you do, if you try to be real intense or real, you know, grow to this kind of like big energy, yeah, it, it feels terrible. It just feels fake or weird and yeah. it makes everybody uncomfortable. So I feel like I kind of have to go to the audience's level, at least in the beginning, and then try and build it up together. You know what I mean? So uh, that's probably what was happening. Where did you? But it looked learn like I was forgetting my that. Or you, is that just a natural thing? I mean, you're very. I've said it already, but you're a natural performer. Is there somebody that you emulated? Grow someone you saw growing up, or you were like, "That's what." Like for me, it was Liz Fair. I always talk about this. When I heard her, it gave me hope. I made fun of my voice at the top of the show here with you, but the thing is, I grew up always being teased for my voice that it was really? very, yeah, that it was shrill. Like when I was younger, every it's weird. It's really weird when you watch videos of me as a kid. I sound like I'm three when I'm ten. So if something oh. was up, I don't know why it was so high, but um, it took a while for it to get into this register and for me to kind of figure yeah. out how to use it. Uh -huh. But when I heard Liz Fair's music for the first time, it was like, oh, I can sing and I don't have to sound like an opera singer or like Annie. I don't have to yeah. have this like belting voice. I can have this airy kind of flawed voice and sing like, I like how, I like singers that sound like they talk. Yes, I know what you, I mean, you know I don't I mean? know enough about music, but I do think I know what you're talking about. And I noticed that when I, when I see you live, it's like that. It's like, it is um, as conversational as a musician can be, I think, you know, it feels like um, it's so distinctive, which I think is so great. That's what comics are always searching for, something so distinctive. So immediately when I see you, I'm like, oh, that must be so valuable to have that distinctive kind of quality. But, Thanks. I it's weird to hear that back, but I'm glad I'm glad that comes across. Oh, okay. It's nice. But like um it's only weird because I didn't realize I was achieving that. So thank you for saying <laughs> that. But um Well, that's what for about someone for who you? Yeah. Uh I don't know where I, I mean I don't know. I I watched a lot of comics when I was you know, growing up and I couldn't really point to one specific person that I was you know trying to emulate i know i do go to open mics and i'll see people and go oh that and that and that and i don't know i was just 
doing stand-up comedy in general i think i was just an amalgam of kind of everything that i had seen growing up just like was your earlier stuff different yeah i mean the first time i was on stage it was crazy really? i did really hey, everybody, weird. I'm Hamilton. How's it going? yeah probably if i was emulating anybody it would be like the writing style was more like mitch hedberg probably like very observational short stuff but i i knew when i would deliver that stuff that i couldn't deliver that in a Mitch Hedberg right. way. Like so, what was one of your early jokes that you can remember? Oh, well, these are very, very early. Like, um, By the way, I forgot to add that Sam and Phil died. That's why you don't <laughs> hear them on the show today. Um, no, I, they, I just, I forgot to announce that Sam, uh, the lovely swimmer bodied hair suit, Sam Rill is out doing cool things. I think he's on I don't know where Conan. Sam is. He just oh, taped Conan today, right. but by the time this airs, he'll be back. Yeah. Um, and then Phil is opening up for Aziz Ansari, yeah. which is pretty exciting. So those guys will be back uh, very soon. So we miss we, them, and we... I'm, thank God they're gone because I can finally get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way? My mom left me a message last week. Anuta, I love the show, your podcast. I know you told me not to listen under any circumstance, but I've listened to them all. And <laughs> I'm wondering why the boys talk over you so much. So um, anyway, call me back. I'm just doing Qigong in the garden. <laughs> Uh, I've met your mom. That's a very good Anya's mom. Yeah, I've met your parents several times. Um, They're so sweet. And I met your mom and sister. Your sister told me I was a horrible person. No, she didn't. (laughs) She did. But she was being funny. We were talking at the comedy cellar about something. I can't. She's hilarious. I like how dry she is. She's very funny. Yeah. She was without your nephew, right? It was just her and your mom. And Uh we were all eating dinner. And I can't remember what I was talking about. Maybe something how... Uh, I like to offend people with dogs who are like having, I said, I think I might have said like my friend's dog is 15 and anytime I hear about somebody having a dog that's old, I'm always like, oh cool, so you only have a couple years left then, that's great. And she was like, you're a terrible person. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure she was joking. It was something like that. But I liked her, I'm like, oh, I like, you've known me for 60 seconds and you already call me a terrible person. And she was like, well, yeah, I've known you 60 seconds and you already told me you want to kill someone's dog or something. Thing. Are you happy about their dog's death? I can't remember what it was. Um, that's funny. She is so sweet and thoughtful, and but very funny. So I could see she could say that in a funny way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked her immediately. Yeah. By the way, they, they still talk about you and Nikki, that <laughs> really? dinner. They're oh, like, we're supposed to call new? Nikki. Oh, should we, we call Nikki? Like, let's call her really fast, and then I want to hear about your early joke. You're... We're taking so many tangents. I know. And it's good. It's fine. It's really good. Let's see if this works. <clears throat> Nikki's driving across the country. She left. She doesn't live with me I anymore. Know. I've been depressed about it. I got to say, you? yeah, it's hard. It's hard being without her. She's yeah. just a, she's a source of light in my life. Yeah. <clears throat> that doesn't sound good. It's probably gonna go right to voicemail. I hope she announces her phone number on her voicemail. <laughs> so it's like, hi, you've reached five five five. Hello. Oh my God! Hi, Whoa. is this Nikki Glazer? <laughs> Yes, who's this? <laughs> Can you remember when phone calls were like that? Who is this? Yeah. Uh, well, it's an unknown number. Oh, this it is? This is Bank of America calling to inform you that your account has been closed. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Wait, who is this? This is Anya. And Ryan. Oh, oh, you're calling for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is your agent. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a no caller ID, or like, yeah, it was. It scared me. Hello. Oh. Let me turn on my podcast. Why is voice. your number unknown? Hey. Hi. <laughs> so, Nikki, you're driving across the country right now uh, to your new destination. Pretty much any time you drive, you're driving across the country. I just want to point that out. Already condescending, right out of the gate, everybody. Come on. No, it's just like a real cool, like high thought. Like if I was smoking some pot right now, that would like blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't either. But I'm not. I'm sober and loving it. Hey, oh. all of us are sober. Wow. That's amazing. Really? Wait, who is it? Who's the other guy? It's Ryan Hamilton. Ryan! Hi. Yes. <laughs> She's so happy. Ryan. Isn't so it? happy. Now, when I you... was just in Ryan's, uh, near Ryan's hometown. I know. I saw the picture. And uh... here's the thing I wanted to tell you. 
Brian, is that I drove, uh, like, you know, we drove from um, the Grand Teton area, I guess, yeah. to, to Salt Lake City. And so we were passing through, we were like dipped into Idaho, but then back down. But when I got to the, the hotel in Salt Lake City, the guy that was checking me in was like, um, you know, where'd you go? Or he, I was talking about my trip and he was like, oh my gosh, the most beautiful place in that area <laughs> is Ashland, Utah. But I was like, good to know. Like, or uh, Ashland, Idaho. I was yeah. Like, oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Like, we should have seen that. And then you told me that's wow. where you're from. Like, an hour later. I'm like, you live in the most beautiful place of the Yellowstone Park, according to a man at La Quinta in- <laughs> Inns and Suites in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Positive <laughs> reviews. That own, is, that had uh, to be. Book. <laughs> Yeah, Ashton, Idaho. It is gorgeous there. I, that is that had to be really weird for you because I just emailed you after I saw the picture. This is where I'm from. And you're like an hour away from there, and then someone else told you about that place. <laughs> yeah, that had to be weird. I can't believe it. That's yeah. so cool. Why did you leave? It's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, you don't back there. Thanks. <laughs> um, I believe me. I think about it all the time. Um, yeah, it's. He hates it here. I don't hate I it here. I loved uh, it up there. Idaho, and that whole area is just, I mean, obviously it's like Yellowstone Park, pretty dope, but um, yeah. we, I was like dying to see a bear. Like I was terrified <laughs> of bears. Like I yeah. couldn't get out of the car many a time, but also I was dying to see one. So I was like scared and fascinated. Kind did- of like shark week. <laughs> <laughs> they did bear week. I'd be into it. It was like live though. <laughs> Did you what did, did you see any wildlife? But a guy got mauled by a bear last week. Like, yeah, what was that? I know. I, I read that. Did you see any wildlife in the park? You must have seen some elk or yeah, uh, some we, bison. We, we saw like a big uh, bison that was just like taking a walk across the road. <laughs> like he was just like totally chill, did not care that a car was like driving a foot away from him. Yeah, and then what else did we see? <clears throat> Oh, we saw, yeah, we saw elk, and then we saw um, a, just a bunch of uh, gross Americans. Oh. Yeah. there's. A- <laughs> they also walk with that theme short. song in the background. <laughs> Taking a walk to the mini mart. <laughs> <laughs> and guess where I just went? Target? I'm in Arizona, and I just went to Arizona. It is a drive-through <laughs> park where you get to see bears. Arizona, <laughs> you're having so it's much Arizona. fun. Yeah, it was twenty bucks a head to get in. Kind of almost not worth it, but then we like saw some pretty close-up bears that seemed to be miserable, but maybe bears just look miserable. So halfway through the park, we're driving, and I was like, I think I should look up the like ethical nature of this place. <laughs> and uh, of course, Peta has had problems with it so we were like we gotta go <laughs> i wanted to go steal from the gift shop but uh i i, I, I don't do that anymore you know that's behind those days are behind me. oh well arizona so do you you did see your bear though yeah. eventually yeah in arizona yeah in captivity <laughs> yeah it was like a last minute thing we didn't even know there was a arizona and then we're driving to la right now and we saw an exit that said arizona and we're like that that's got to have bears. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was really funny because, like, literally there are, like, big, huge bears, like 30 bears you see that are just strolling around. And yeah. It's pretty much just, like, a gigantic zoo. Like, they're, they're in cage. Like, you can tell they're, they're, like, definitely borders. But, like, there's wolves in one part, and there's elk in another, and there's bighorn things in another. But then these bears, they just tell you, like, roll up your windows and lock your doors. Like, the bears gonna like unlock your door somehow <laughs> also um they they're smart they, like don't make you sign anything they're just like hey don't roll down your windows and like stay in your car have fun bye <laughs> like it's it so like unsanctioned yeah it was really weird there's one of those uh, near where i'm from like that everybody coming back from west yellowstone drive we i drive by it all the time and i've never been it's called bear world and we just make fun of it constantly because it just seems so silly it's just why didn't they name it Bear-to-ho. <laughs> I don't know. I I uh, think they really missed the boat. <laughs> bear to ho. They really did. Maybe they're a national. Um, maybe they're a national chain. Happened, guys. Um, 
Um, we just started the podcast. Nothing else has really happened. Yeah, you we, came oh, up wow, immediately. No, it was going pretty well. And then <laughs> your and name then came your up. Your name okay. came up, and, and Anya was like, "We got to call Nikki immediately." And I was like, "This is a little early in my head." I know. I just had warmed him up. I was talking about his upbringing, and I was about to get to like his earliest joke that he can remember from his Mitch Hedberg period. Uh huh. And oh, then. That's- that's a good that's a good thing to do yeah i'm a pretty great interviewer nick yeah i think she is although i really miss you on the pod and in my life and in my apartment i miss you too it's it's weird right yeah i was walking around yesterday in new york like huh this is like the third day in a row i feel weirdly depressed and kind of low grade i don't know just like that weird malaise when everything's going well but nothing's really fun and nothing's really awful and then i was like what is yeah. it what is it and i kept i was doing therapy on myself you guys know you're in therapy did you eat some gluten <clears throat> no i didn't eat gluten or <laughs> caffeine those are usually things. i was just i was just making a joke but yeah that that's really sweet i feel the same thing Oh, you already knew what I was um, going to say. Because I've been eating out of gas stations for two weeks. Oh. Yeah. And I just ate Orbeez today. I ate Orbeez today, <laughs> Anya. Isn't that your favorite fast food? Beef sandwich. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yes. Uh, tell but us. That is like unheard of for me. I haven't had it since I was a kid. It was so good. This trip is epic. Is, is, <laughs> do you feel like it's like you're learning a lot? Right. I gotta tell Chris that Ryan just said this trip is epic after I said the RV sandwich. Like that really sold it. <laughs> well, she's been talking about this RV sandwich for a while. She's like, I'm gonna get this Arby's thing, and her boyfriend is even more in love with her now that he knows she loves Arby's. Oh, Arby's is good. Yeah, if you were gonna give a so, Nick, Nick, what is your favorite item on the Arby's menu again? I forgot the name of it. Well, I just got a. I really think that I, I would love everything on the menu, but I just got a you know regular Arby's sandwich with a bunch of Arby sauce. So it's just like roast beef, a bun, and Arby sauce. Yeah. I've never had Pretty that basic. in my life. Really? Yeah, my jam was always the seven-layer burrito at Taco Bell. Oh, that's pretty good, too. With about wow. seven mild <laughs> sauce packets. <laughs> Would you count the layers to make sure that they like were legit? <laughs> no, I never thought about it. I think I would like omit a layer or two depending on... My week. That would be my first thing to do. One, two, three, four. Oh, um, sir, this only has five. <laughs> wait, what did you say? Oh, um, I wait, I was trying to think of something else to tell you guys. Something. What other things? Do you feel like you're learning a lot on this road trip? Like, is this like the um, traditional great American on the road Jack Kerouac type of thing? Are you like um, growing as a person? Good question. I. You know, I think that it is good for my relationship because yeah. we have been spending time to get, like, we're in a car for, you know, so long, and then we just go to a hotel, and, like, we don't have any, like, we've rarely not seen that many friends this half of the trip. Yeah. So it's just, like, me and him, and we're over. <laughs> um, but we, uh, no, We called it off. It's been really nice. And, uh, yeah, we yeah. late. We just get up and we went to Oh shoot, we're losing ya. We lost you there, Nick. Can you still hear us? Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it sounded like you said some... There it is. There you are. So what's your typical day like? Um, we, we sleep till noon. We get up, we pack, we get in the car and then we get lunch and then we just drive and we stop every like three miles so that I can pee and get some new candy. Yeah, that sounds great. It's uh, it's, so, it's so good. It's it is I think it's something everybody should do at some point. It's just driving across the country. It is weird. It just like clears your mind or something. I feel like I seriously want to do it next year. Yeah. It's like such a good trip. It's it's, it's a fun thing to do. I didn't realize it would be like as like rewarding of a vacation you know what i mean like you really yeah. feel like oh i'm on vacation um also we shot some stuff yesterday we went to the four corners monument you know where colorado and yeah. utah and arizona and new mexico meet so i did this shoot where like i would step into each uh state and then say what the abortion laws were so i'd be like <laughs> if i get if I get raped in this, if I get raped in this state, I have to pay for it myself. If I get raped in New Mexico, my insurance will cover it. If I want to get an abortion here, I got to go to the clinic and get 24 hours. Like I did a video 
uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, illustrating how terrible Arizona's abortion laws are. And uh, we, we had to tape it like five different times because the audio kept messing up and I would mess up. And uh, but, but Chris shot it with a GoPro, like on a stick, so it's like this really cool angle. It was so funny because all these families are just like waiting around. You just take turns going into the middle of the, the cross section. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Taking your pictures and then you leave and the rest of the families walk you. So the whole time these families are just like seeing me be like, if I want to get an abortion here, <laughs> it's so, it was so funny. But, and I got really scared. But Chris was like, Chris took me aside and gave me like a pep talk, like a coach. Like, you're going to be doing this. You got to, you got to not care. You're, you're doing good things for the world. Like, it was so good. And then I was like, you're right. Let's go out and offend some people. Oh, man. And, um, you, you so really need fun. that. You just explained politics to me and completely and to our listeners. And now I feel like I know who I'm voting for for president. So thank you. <laughs> Nikki Glazer. Um, I don't know what you're saying because I'm losing you. But uh, I feel like this is a good time to say goodbye before I like, lose you in an unnatural way. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to see you soon, uh, all the listeners. And my therapist always says I don't know how to say goodbye. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my God. She just hung up on us. I, I know. She She's did the that. best. Nikki Glazer, everybody. Uh, first host of We Know Nothing. Hand, oh, yeah. Handed down the baton to me. There's been so many hosts on this show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it was Nikki and Phil, and then uh, I was a guest a few times, and then it became yeah. me, Nikki, and Phil, and then Nikki... Uh, left and and then it was me and Phil and uh, me Phil and Sam and I have a feeling both of those guys are just everyone's careers are skyrocketing Ryan and they're just gonna keep going on without me and you know what you and know what the common element are. is <laughs> me that's what it is because I like radio I like radio the most okay yeah, you're so good at it uh, we should I'm excited for her new show on Comedy Central oh I know not it's... safe weird title but well we're, but I know we're backing the... it though. There was so much work done on the title, though. <laughs> there was a time when there were 30 titles in the, or 50 yeah, or something in the mix. I remember seeing those lists. But yeah, Not Safe on Comedy Central starting in early 2016, I think. I think uh, they're shooting it. Yeah. Right? In early 2016? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know the schedule, but. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of the other. I had given Nikki my suggestion for a title, and now I can't remember what it is. It'll have to. She had a great one at one point that I loved. I, I'm not going to say, though. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> so, okay, fine. I will. It was Real Mature, which I thought was oh, yeah. great. Oh, but yeah. They thought that was too young and too MTV, but she'll probably use it for something. Isn't that a great Real yeah. Mature? Yeah. That's a cute um, thing we used to say in junior high and high school. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, I remember. Um, Nikki, go lightly. I like that. Do you like it? It's cute. It's so smart and cute and quirky that, they, of course, they wouldn't use that. I don't know if Nikki liked it or not, but she... Uh, she didn't that get was the my... reference? No, I think she did. She but did? Okay. I don't know. Anyway. I didn't know Holly Go Lightly was from uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's was a, a prostitute until I was like 16 <laughs> or 20. Did I know. You, you, you watched it. I just thought she was a cool New Yorker lady. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I mean, you I, you can infer that she is. is yeah, it, is she for sure? I don't know. We're, I need to rewatch. I mean, that. you watch the movie, and she's just kind of a fun socialite person. There's but. so many great movies to re-see. Nick Griffin was talking about The Exorcist, which I never saw, and he said is a classic. Uh, I've never seen that to... either. I'm not big on those scary movies. You don't have a dirty act. You have a clean act. You don't watch horror movies. You don't drink. I like everything about you. I do. You're the kind of comic that you don't even know is working clean. You have no idea because it's so relatable. It doesn't, and it's not like squeaky clean. It's just you just notice. Oh, he hasn't. Oh, thanks. Said that's the my, f word. In that's a while. my favorite thing to hear. Yeah. Whenever I, I had a show, and there's a group of people, and there'll be like, oh, some people go, "Oh, that was great. That was great." And then someone will go. And it was clean. And someone, everyone else will go, no, it wasn't clean. And then they'll go, it was. Right. And I like that because, I don't know, you put a clean label on something and it just feels like it repels comedy fans or there's something about it that makes it feel. It's the word in itself, yeah. Yeah. clean. I yeah. don't think of you as clean. You're just right. not filthy. Right. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it's just, it's trying to be authentic to who you are. And so, you know, I don't really speak in a way that in my everyday life that would warrant me to be filthy on stage you yeah know? so anyway i love how you open about your face 
and yeah, that you have this like <laughs> smiley sort of expression on your face, but it's not how you feel inside. Yeah. Because that's my favorite thing about you is that you have this, I mean, you have a darkness to you that you, sure. you the stuff you laugh at is dark. Sure. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's yeah. totally a surprise. Yeah, there's a, I, I mean, there's a little bit of that in everybody in some reality. You're not always, you know, in this chipper blue sky right. place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've been um, opening with my face for in some version of a reference to my That's face my for <laughs> years. Let's talk about my face. I love that. That's such a great opener. And then you just stand there awkwardly for a while. And that's what really wins people over is that I remember that in San Jose watching you worrying about you I was like, oh, God, does he forget what he's doing? And then I realized, no, you just are wrapping everybody around your finger. And you do that so well. And I truly believe like. I don't know if if I could create a lineup of my favorite sitcoms, uh, I would be sure that like you would be sandwiched in there, like the Ryan Hamilton show between Seinfeld and like I don't know, like Everybody Loves Raymond or something. Like to I me, love that you're I'm that your favorite kind of... sitcom without ever having made a sitcom. I'm gonna write it. <laughs> oh, good. Somebody needs to. Yeah. I... I haven't. We'll have to come up with a good concept. You, me, Nikki talking on the phone while she drives across the country. We could be her therapist in it. I don't know. Okay, so what was your earliest? Let's go back to the Mitch Hedberg oh, joke. Uh, well, I got this tape of the first time I did stand up about five years ago. Someone sent me a tape who was at this show. And it was a lot of these terrible one-line type of <laughs> jokes, really bad, that I'm almost afraid to even share but um i remember some of them were like um what is the post office like there's no posts at the post office <laughs> there's it was really bad i mean i was 18 years old when i did this and then i think it segued into something about how you can't get walls at walmart you really can't oh my god but it wasn't even like that conversation. You know what's it's going like, on in my head is I'm thinking ugh, I there's hope. There is hope for me because my for, I remember being like 23, 22 or something and playing playing a show, one of one of my earliest shows and going, <laughs> going, why did, I was doing like some horrible Seinfeld impression. I was like, hey guys, do you guys like Seinfeld? And I was like, why do seagulls fly over the sea? The, or the, why do they, why do they call seagulls seagulls? They should call them bagels because they fly <laughs> over the bay. See, that's, it was that's so better. dumb. Yeah, but <laughs> that stupid. That was the only joke I've ever written. I have no desire to get up. I watch you guys do stand up, and I just think, how how do they do it? it that surprises me. I've told you this before because when I see you live, I feel like you enjoy the moments between playing and and singing because you you're very funny in those moments like the moments with the interaction with the crowd are you intentionally trying to be funny or is it like no. just authentically because every time I've, I've only seen you i guess a couple of times but both times i was impressed with how funny you were between oh thanks i songs. just like i i really crave the connection i think oh i love the maybe it's the slight anxiety of it too like what's going to happen next but it's just fun to talk because i love music but it feels so private in a way and so yeah. intimate and it's like i'm i am a very sensitive person and it does you know my songs tend to be not all of them but a lot of them are sad and sensitive and mm -hmm. and so i feel like this part of myself that is that way gets expressed but then it's almost uncomfortable like okay you guys just look, saw my oh, underwear drawer for the last right. four minutes like it's very it feels very vulnerable making and then the talking in between songs feels almost like okay let's get real here oh, like this is more that makes sense me so there's kind of a release <clears throat> of this tension or something yeah ah that's interesting but i don't really mean to be funny or like i don't think of any i used to always say when i was like starting out like what am i going to talk about what are my, and I would call it notes to self. Yeah. And those were not jokes so much, but like humorous things that yeah. I had thought of during the week. Like, you know, like I saw these people doing the, like last week I saw a guy on a city bike with a selfie stick and he almost ran me over and I took a picture of it and I posted it on Instagram. That's not a joke. That's just something I'm annoyed with that yeah. I think about that I want to talk about with right. friends. What you guys do is you take that and you think of it in every angle 
and you pull out meaning from it and you create a joke. I just get up there and I'll be like, what's with these idiots? <laughs> so, okay, and but I don't know. Stuff. It comes off. It works. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I see musicians and I feel like they're um, trying, like their yeah. whole intention is to be funny between like in and out. And it's like, sometimes it's okay. And sometimes I just go, uh, I, as a comedian, I watch it and yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a little uncomfortable sometimes, but I don't feel that way when I'm watching you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I remember having a show once and I had some comedians in the audience. It wasn't you, but, um, I remember that night thinking like I should I should be funny tonight and it was like the worst show I'd ever done. I mean the songs were all right, but I just remember the the sensation of bombing and it was like the coldest like slowest I don't know just like molasses just pouring over me while I played and I you know I'd tell a bad story that just fell flat and then I'd go into the next song and just be shaking my head going you got to get yourself out of this. You have to dig yourself out. This is a disaster. You felt like you were bombing within the song or within the time between the songs? The time between the songs. Yeah, I, but then during the song, I was just like... Because you were trying hating. to be funny, you felt like. Yeah, I was definitely like, well, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. I'm going to turn it on tonight. Because there were people <laughs> It was so like, awkward. Yeah, it was really bad. So the key is to not try and you just... Yeah. Yeah, not try. I think also you do better when you're not opening. Yeah. Like I tend to, you know, you open for Drew Carey a lot, right? Yeah. Do you, when you're opening for him, do you feel like more relaxed or more able to do your thing? Like, does it feel like your crowd or like you're winning them over or do you get almost more nervous in front of a different person's crowd? I wouldn't say I get more nervous, but I I do approach it very differently than I would my own show. Like my job, I feel like when I'm opening for someone, especially like that, when it's a theater show, people have paid to come see a specific person my whole job changes. My job is to make the environment good mm -hmm. for that person. So whatever I need to do, and nobody tells you that, it's just kind of like it falls to you and you kind of figure out, okay, what's the best? So I don't try to, you know, just really destroy the room or right. something, but I also don't try to like build a barrier. I just want to open it up, get a few really solid laughs, and then maybe kind of bring it down to a point where it just feels really good. Yeah. And then <clears> that's <throat> the point where, like if I'm doing my own show, I'll, there'll be ups and downs and ups and downs, and then you want to end on like this, you know, big crescendo right. kind of thing. It is so, like music. I guess it is, yeah. I, I, you know, I wish I knew more about music, but I've heard a lot of, people make the comparisons to, you know, a lot of comedians are uh, like drummers, weirdly, and there's something about rhythm that I think comedians have. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I think the job is just different when you're opening for somebody. Now but. you got me thinking about comics who are like drummers. Or like, who has really good rhythm? I was watching a Tells special the other day. Road work, have you seen that? Is that the new one? It is, but it's old too. I think it was the one that I mean, it aired on Comedy Central last year, I yeah. think, and now the, it's on Netflix. His latest one, yeah. yeah, yes. He's so good. He's oh, like man. so, just the, it's all. It feels like a song. Yeah, it just really does. Like, well, he, yeah, I, that special was great because it really did capture not just a tell and his work, but also it, I felt like it just captured stand-up comedy. Like mm -hmm. in a way, it felt like a documentary kind of. Yeah. Like it was so good and there was no, uh, you know, it's not like you don't know it's you're learning about stand-up comedy while you're watching it, but you kind of are. And as a comedian, you watch and you go, that really felt, that's the closest <laughs> watching stand-up on TV that it, I've that it feels like at an actual show, right. that special. Because he had people in the audience with the little, you know, cameras the GoPro the cameras, GoPro yeah. in the audience or whatever and and he just cut did a lot of different shows so you get this feel and he's just like the penultimate club act you know he can do a theater as well but he interacts with the crowd so, so well so good and yeah. so fast yeah. his mind goes a mile a yeah. minute I yeah. love when he laughs at his own jokes once in a while like that rarely <laughs> yeah, happens yeah, but when yeah, he's yeah. and cracks himself up you really laugh because you know because yeah. he has like joke after joke like great joke after yeah, great joke after, and then crazy. sometimes when he's like whoa that went over the line or whatever <laughs> too much okay like he's just He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I met him when I was like 21 years old in San Francisco. Oh, really? He and I did this weird independent film together. 
And uh, I might have even been 20. So Dave was one of the first comics I ever met. And then I met him again here years later. And I was like, do you remember me from that weird indie movie? And I played a porn star. And he's like, of course, absolutely. <laughs> I played a porn star who did, thankfully, nothing porny. But um, He remembered that right away. Yeah, we were shooting in this tiny studio apartment. There were like 10 people in it, and he he was claustrophobic. Oh. I don't remember if he was drinking then or not. I don't know. But anyway, he had a kind of a, like a, a, a moment where uh -huh. he had to get out of there. Yeah. And we all stopped shooting. And yeah. I just remember thinking like, oh, comics really do have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> They're dark people. Um, I love Dave, though. Oh, okay, funny. so you grew up in Idaho. You're close with your family. Yeah. You don't drink. Have you ever drank? Have you ever? No. I mean, I, I have tasted alcohol, right. <laughs> but I've never had like a drink, you know. What's your Yelp review of alcohol? How many stars? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know anything about it. I, you know, when I was a kid, I'd be around, you know, f you know, some family who drink or whatever. And they go, have a taste whatever. <laughs> My mom would go, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so there's just moments throughout my life when I've, but I, yeah, I just, I don't. I don't know. It's a thing where, I, for whatever reason, that thing doesn't, I, it's never appealed to me even. Yeah. That one hasn't. I mean, every once in a while you're around everybody, everybody's drinking, you kind of feel like you're missing out. Yeah. But mostly, I that for that one, I don't feel like I'm like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on it. I, it's just never been like. What brings you appealing. enjoyment or what helps take the edge off of life, mm. if, if anything? <laughs> <laughs> Does anything help this misery, Ryan? Please I feel like only me. a person who would know that know me would add that last part. Like, or is there anything that makes you? Well, I'm trying good? to think. I don't know. I mean, I've gone to movies with you. I know you yeah. like that. Movies are a fun escape. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just what normal people do. I, what is the what? Is, how does everybody cope? Smoke, I don't know. Cocaine. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> I don't feel like. I don't know. Exercise. Yeah, when I exercise, I feel better. Will Sylvins was in here. Oh, he was? The other day. Um, showed me a nude selfie against my will. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Told me that he really enjoys boxing and that he's boxed with some people from the cellar, you included. Yeah. And that you were great. I loved it. He said you were, what did he say? He's not messing around or something like that. Like you're it really was good. Fun. When I got in there, they've talked me into going once, and then I thought, I don't know, I'll go once just just to kind of appease everybody. Yeah. And it felt great, and it was so hard. Like the workout was the hardest I've ever worked out, but I did start to really love it. Like I loved the technique and just the variety that it keeps your mind going because you're constantly working on your technique while you're working out so it's like this you're thinking about something and you're getting this great workout at the what same time what are you thinking time. about what you're doing the movements okay. and and trying to you know get better at the the movements and the different positions and the combinations and that so, must help your comedy i think it probably does cuz you're thinking ahead a little bit yeah and it's it is like a solo thing. Like comedy's like a solo thing too. Yeah. I did think about that. I think there are a lot of comics who are drawn to boxing also for mm. I don't know. But um yeah, I loved it. And <laughs> there was moments where I think I kind of surprised people in boxing because it is like you just kinda let go, you know? Like Nikki was saying on the phone, there are those moments yeah. where you just gotta go, Okay, people are watching, whatever. And boxing kind of feels like you have to have something inside of you that you have to let out. I started to think like this feels kinda like acting class or something, boxing, because you just like it has to be driven by something inside of you. Right. And I connected to that really well. So it was like so I think Keith and Will were both like, Ryan's angry. Oh, I was Ryan's... gonna say, is it anger that you have to connect to? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that it's a good that way to get anger out. Said. That might be what Will had said. I mean, not that I'm an angry person, but I think everybody can benefit from just doing something physical like that just is like a physical release. Plus the actual motion of punching something is usually only done when we're angry. Yeah, yeah. Right? Pun even if it's punching a pillow. Yes. Doing it out of anger. Yeah. Hi, John. Have you been here the whole time? Our really? 
Oh, I got oh. my back to you. Sorry. Uh, produced. It's so good to see you, brother. Thanks for uh, everything you do here at Stand Up New York Labs. How do you feel about Ryan Hamilton? I mean, what a guest. What a great <laughs> guy we have here. Do you guys know each other? We've met a couple times. I've been in here for uh, various things. Yeah. John. Mike's not technically on right now. Oh, it's I not? Say, I love his comedy. I always love him. Oh, thanks, John. I feel like I could hear you on the thing, but good to see you. Um, God, Ryan, I have a thousand more questions for you, but we have to wrap up soon. Can I ask you? Wow, a, that went by fast. I know. Isn't it fun? First of all, you don't do podcasts much, even though I mentioned you did Bonnie and Rich's show. Yeah. I was going to talk about that earlier when we were talking about how um, your mom's phone call. <laughs> yeah. I don't do a lot of podcasts. I don't really feel like, well, I get, I'm, I don't feel like I'm good at them, really. I don't feel like I'm the best at that. I, really? I enjoy this. Mike Vecchione said, and so far you and he... Have been one of the, like the most, not the most. I'm not going to put everybody else down, but I'm thoroughly engaged and interested oh, in this. So, well, thanks. Keep going. I, I like. I was what I was going to say is when your mom brought that up. I feel like that too. Like I'm just naturally who I am. I'm not going to speak over somebody, mm-hmm. and I'm going to wait until there's a moment until I speak. And so, what happens when I go on podcasts? I don't speak a lot. Like you were saying on Rich and Bonnie's podcast, you know, I had a lot of thoughts that I'm just kind of waiting and then I just, but, and then you miss it, you know, but you really have to be aggressive and it's just not in my nature conversationally to be that aggressive. I think you're right. I think in some, like I, coming from radio, I grew up with a lot of that, especially in morning radio. That's the preconceived, uh, I don't know, way of, of being like, hey, okay, everybody, and then we got traffic, and then so Sally's going to talk about <laughs> Sally, whose name is Sally. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's totally allowed and expected. Yeah. But some of my favorite kind of broadcasting isn't that way. So it's nice to have you in here when, when it's just us two, and we can have a more intimate, a more intimate <laughs> conversation. I think what you described, though, is the same exact reason why I would fail at a show like The Bachelorette. Not that I have any desire to go, or The Bachelor. Yeah. I would be one of those bachelorettes that's in the corner, yeah. sipping her drink. Of course. She's not going to chase after the guy. No. When there's an opportunity... And he wants to talk to me. That that's the girl I would be. Like yeah. I'd be eliminated in the, the first night because they'd be like, "Where's that Anya girl? Oh, she's over by the fountain talking to herself." I know. I don't. I, yeah, it's it's funny. It does. It's a weird business to be in because I think you kind of need that killer kind of. I, I don't know. Get in front of people. Instinct. Not um, in front of people. In terms of like, it's not like we're competing. I don't feel like that, but I just feel like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this business. Yeah. The ambition piece, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I I am ambitious. I have goals, but I'm also like, I kind of just sit back sometimes. I don't know. I feel you completely on that. I don't, sure. Some people with with rabid ambition tend to get farther, but you have this real golden talent that keeps people I mean, coming to see you and wanting to hire you for stuff. Didn't you just go to Norway or somewhere for like two months to do? Oh, that's work? funny. You were. Gonna, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, I was in Scandinavia, and um, yeah, I you know, and I and I do want to say before I move on that like there are ups and downs. Like sometimes in my life, I really feel like I'm all out, and other times not. But um, yes, I was in Scandinavia for two months, and the reason I was going to bring that up is because. Uh, this podcast was like my lifeline. This is the reason what? I said no, yes to this podcast. I don't do a lot of podcasts because, you know, I just, like I said, it's hard for me. And plus I'm like very like, I'd like to be private. I don't like, it seems like that you always get to this point in podcasts where you're like, tell me your de- right. deepest secrets. And I'm, I'm not like, going to ask you yeah, about I know. any abuse or anything. But this podcast. But were you abused? <laughs> that's where it always like it seems like every podcast you go on they're like um it just kind of devolves to this place well let's make it as interesting as possible yeah um but when i was in scandinavia for like four weeks i was just kind of like 
lonely and just being on the road. And it was cool and interesting places, but I was alone for a month with not very many shows. And so I just started downloading and listening to your podcast because it was like you and Nikki and Phil. Uh And I'm just like, these are all my friends. And it was just like my lifeline. I was just walking around Copenhagen or (laughs) Oslo or whatever, just doing whatever sightseeing but you guys were plugged in so whenever i think about that trip i do think about this podcast all the well, time. right now phil is listening to us on the road sad and lonely <laughs> opening up for aziz and zara and he's like god ryan and anya in my ear so soothing actually that's not true i don't think phil's ever listened to a single podcast well when you're still on it, hasn't donated pre-ordered my goddamn album <laughs> Hasn't come to a show. What do I need to do, Phil Hamley, to get you to notice me? I could say that right now. He'll never hear this. Yeah, apparently it's not going to help right here. You're going to have to figure out a different way to get through to Phil. I know. Uh, do we need to wrap up, John? I'd hate to. Okay, cool. We can keep going. I have rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Okay, why do you hate podcasts so much? You answered that. What's your feeling about New York? How long will you stay? Do you love it? Do you hate it? I love New York. It took me a while to really get used to it, you know, years, I would say. I used to, when I first moved here, for years I had this. I would go on the road and then I would get anxiety coming home, which was like hard to live with because... To Idaho? No, coming home to New York where I was living, what I mean, is because I'd be like, oh, here we go back into that place. And then I would be here a day and it'd, it'd kind of go away. That but place, I would always just... Cesspool. Do you ever feel like you're just ramping up? Like, okay, I got to get in New York speed again. Yeah, absolutely. It's very stressful. When yeah. I go to Mexico every year for Christmas, I feel so blissed out and happy. And then yeah. I kind of dread coming back because I know yeah. my feet are going to hurt every day yeah. from all the walking. And it's just you're, my brow is furrowed yeah. all day long. But you have this great bit about New York that I think about constantly because I've been saying for year, for years and years, my sister and I have had this thing called the Public Weeping Incidents Report. And <laughs> Really? She, yeah. She and I have a list going of every place we've ever wept publicly, which is a lot Oh, I thought it was like maybe observing where you saw people. Well, it turned into that once I moved to New York because there was an inordinate amount of weeping, not only women, but men. Like, yeah. In a business suit, walking down the street, crying. Because when you live here, you figure out why. There's nowhere to go. Yes. You can't go home. Yeah. You only go home once a day, maybe twice if you live <laughs> yeah. somewhere central. But when you're out, you're out. Yeah. So if you got some crying to do, which you might, because it's a stressful city, it's going <laughs> to yeah. happen on the street. Yeah. And you saying. have a great joke about that. What is it? Yeah, it's basically that. I just say, you know, we don't, you're out, uh, it, I mean, it comes from another joke, but yeah, we're out. You just, you never get to go home. And you, I think, I, and I haven't done this joke in a while, but it's something like, I'm going to grab a panini and this is happening on the train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, you see people crying on the train. It's that whole, um, I could never live anywhere else. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could never live. New Yorkers always say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could never live anywhere else. Yeah. This is the only place you can live. The only place you can live is where people just walk around openly weeping. <laughs> That's the only place you can live. Every other street corner, there's a shattered man yeah, and nobody cares. And it's so true. My God. I feel it's so comfy a, here. I just saw Nick DiPaolo the other night and he I'd never seen him before. And he has oh, a whole wow. bit about the poor the homeless guy he j- had just seen on the street um, before he came in. And he's like... Some of the, I mean, I'm not going to do his joke, but he was just talking about how, like, they get comfortable. Like, they get real comfortable. Like, one guy I saw was like, do you have a tire for my forehead? Like, just anything you could use as a visor. Like, it's a terrible image, but it's true. Like, you see some weird shades. It made me laugh so hard. Because you do see some really fucked up shit. Sorry for your parents who are listening. I know my mom's going to be like, I knew that it was so great till the end. And then you started to swear so much. I don't know why. Um, Okay. So you might, you feel like you'll stay in New York. I have no reason to leave right now. I, I, (laughs) I do have these fantasies about like 
buying some land in a beautiful place at home in Idaho and like building a little tiny cabin and just living. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> it sounds unabomberish, but I, I like I it. I know. I don't want to live there forever. I mean, I just, I, for some reason, I want a place where I go every once in a while to I get, like I think that. in my head yeah. mentally, I just want to escape. I don't want to live there. But, um, no, let's not pathologize it, Ryan. Let's do it. Maybe it's a dream and you deserve it. I'm your therapist now. Um, I was in New, uh, L.A. for uh, like February and March and I liked it. And I thought I could live there. No. If I wasn't a comedian. Really? Why? If yeah. you weren't a comedian? Um, I think it's harder. As I mean, I love, I don't know, maybe I'm just happy here as a comedian but i just feel like i get pushed here in the right way mm -hmm. and i like that uh, maybe i'm a little bit different here and i think that pushes me creatively yeah. and i like the energy of the place and everyone uh, loves you here you have a great uh, reputation not that they don't in la the way i said that <laughs> people in I've LA. Heard people in los angeles yeah. do not like i think i'm gonna Hamilton. stay in new york because generally people in la don't like me <laughs> is it because you can't get spots in la or it's harder to get spots too maybe if i lived there i think it would be different you know i think yeah. i could work into getting more spots but here's what's gonna happen I brought my crystal ball this week. <laughs> uh -huh. You're going to work in New York a lot. You're going to get a sitcom. Finally, somebody listening to this show is going to be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put all my money on Ryan Hamilton. <laughs> You're going to have your own sitcom. It's going to be called Hamilton. <laughs> and then you're going to live like in LA. Like the musical? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, hold on. It's going to be called Ryan. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> and uh you'll live in la for a couple months a year you'll stay in the log cabin in the woods every one, once in a while one month a year yeah where you'll download the we know nothing podcast so you just can so i can connect yeah and then you'll live in new york the rest of the time that sounds ideal i think you're gonna meet a lady and have a family that's what i see happening that sounds ideal too yeah would you like to have you seem like you'd be a great father you have a great I nephew that I you hope like I would be I you do. might even love him. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> He's all right. I do love him, and it's fun. I used to be scared of kids, really. Yeah. And then my nephew came around, and I wasn't scared of them any. Not scared of, just scared in general of kids. Like, babies would just scare me. I talk about that in my act lately, too. But yeah. it's a real feeling, yeah. And... It's a real feeling. Yeah, babies I gotta see that. Scare me. Do you ever feel that? I, yeah, I think there's I'm this... more afraid of my feelings that I'll just start crying and want one badly. Oh. So I don't even want to get in touch with that. I'm not scared. Yeah. I'll do anything to hurt them. Oh, oh of do you not. talk about them looking into your soul and how yeah. creepy that is? Yes. Yeah, I like that. I've seen that. Don't That's you really feel good. that way? Whenever I hold a baby, I just go, "What are you like? You know everything. Like know. you got something on me, or what is this, <laughs> baby?" And uh, yeah, maybe someday. I don't know. So I, I, I get scared as a comedian. It's like crazy to think about that. But maybe. That's why we got to keep it in the day. Well, I can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. So much fun. This I, I was, uh, this is the first time I've done a podcast with just two people. This is the way to go for you. I think this, I is, think this I, is playing to your strengths. This is more, yeah. It's more your speed, I mean. Yeah, if 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 Phil and Sam and Nikki were here, I would have just I would be sitting on the I'd be more comfortable <laughs> sitting on the couch listening. <laughs> That's interesting. I I get that from you, but you're you're a generous laugher too when you're watching your friends <laughs> do comedy. Like you're a ge very generous. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, audience member. I enjoy laughing. Um, but it is interesting for a comic to. Uh, you're more. Well, I I think when you go into a room with a bunch of comedians, it's like you said, like you're going to be the one maybe, like you have a one-liner that's really funny that you'll throw in, but you're sort of, um, you're not just throwing it all around. You're not just talking to hear yourself talk. Yeah, I try not to, yeah. You have economy of language is what I'm saying. I would like to just say something really like long and <laughs> tangential right now that just goes on and on and never or ends just one word. Just, yeah well, how would you end this podcast in one word <clears throat> fun <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's the title that's the title of the podcast okay fun with ryan hamilton uh follow ryan hamilton uh at ryan hamilton on twitter or on instagram i love your instagram it's so funny and oh. so understated at Ryan Hamilton. 
with an E at the end of Hamilton. Yeah. And you can go to Ryan Hamilton Live for tour dates. You're going to be, uh, you're always at the Comedy Cellar here and there and everywhere yep. in New York City. You'll be at the Funny Bone in Albany this weekend. By the, when this yeah. airs uh, next weekend you'll be in Houston at the Improv and September 10th through 13th Ryan will be in Dayton Ohio uh, let's see fill him what's that the Dayton, what else? Is that uh, not the right? Dayton date may be pending based on some stuff that's happening maybe we'll know. retitle the podcast pending I almost like that better <laughs> I will be on tour <laughs> with <laughs> Joshua Raiden uh, October 26th through November 6th so yeah, excited to so go cool. on I tour I saw you posted that I can't wait it's gonna I be I didn't know you were going with Joshua Raiden though. yeah I'll be Does his opener like Joshua? Uh, I call him Josh but I think it's Joshua Raiden yeah. oh really Josh I Raiden I thought it was Josh maybe it's Josh I don't know figure it That's out cool. Josh um I'll also be at the Why Not kind of trying to bring the voice down into the register again. That's real comfortable for me. The Why Not Jazz Room, September 29th. You can get tickets. You make me feel goofy, right? <laughs> <laughs> tickets at onyamarina.com slash tour. Phil Hanley will be at Acme in Minneapolis, I think, this weekend. Uh, again, you can check out his tour dates and all that stuff at Phil Hanley on Twitter or at Phil M. Hanley on Instagram or just go to his website. Sam Morell will be at Carolina Comedy Club in Myrtle Beach this weekend, uh, September 24th through 26th at Albany Comedy Works, October 1st through 3rd at Laughs in Kirkland, Washington, and you can catch Sam here and there on Red Eye on Fox late at night on that network that we won't talk about. Thank you so much for listening to We Know Nothing. Um, Ryan, anything else? Pending. Pending. Okay. Pending fun. (laughs) Uh, We love you, and we know nothing. Bye. Bye.